Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. For the past seven days, I have chosen The Last Campfire by Hello Games. Oh, yes. That was the game. The Last Campfire. Oh, Hello Games. Of Hello Games. Have you heard of Hello Games before, Edwin? Oh, I feel like you want me to say yes, but I'm going to say no. Okay. Well, Hello Games has been in the news for the past couple of years because of their game called No Man's Sky. Did we play that? Is that my getting that confused with Journey? You're getting that confused yes, with Journey. Yes, yeah. it's not called Journey. It's okay. not called Journey. And not uh, Ethereal Children of the Light, mm. the game that we played. Not that one either. No, it's not Sky. Children of okay. the Light, yeah. Not Beneath a Steel Sky. Not Beneath a Steel Sky. Yeah, that's another game altogether. <laughs> okay. So, so far I've just named other games that are not the game you're talking about. Right. No one, nowhere right. related at all. <laughs> Uh, but that's what we do in this podcast. <laughs> Tell me about No Man's Sky. So, or No Person's Sky, as I prefer, because I am very wide awoke. Or I like how I like to call it Nomansky. <laughs> uh, Hello Games is a small uh, studio based in Guildford, England. Oh, hello. That's quite close to my hometown of Brighton, UK. Mm, what a feeling. Uh, 30 minute drive. Uh, so. They are known for a game called No Man's Sky because it was Hello Games is a is a fairly small uh is a fairly small studio, an indie game studio. Um and the the ambitions of No Man's Sky was so grand. It was like, you know, you can go from the planetscape mining rocks and looking at animals all generated uniquely to you. There's like over like a billion of iterations of these planets and you can leave the planet using your spaceship seamlessly and then go to another planet seamlessly, land in that planet and it'd have completely new animals, right? So very ambitious game, all generated sort of like, you know, with some super crazy uh, logic where each person has their own iteration of the game, but it's somehow all connected, right? So very ambitious game. Mm, I see. And I think... Uh, they've taken a step back on creating a game like No Man's Sky that got a lot of attention and a lot of like press around it. Um, I do recommend people checking out that game because I think the, the the stuff that they did in that game is very remarkable. It's a very good-looking game, and they continually make updates to it. But they've recently uh, released a new game. This new game is called uh, The Last Campfire. And The Last Campfire is quite the departure from No Man's Sky. No There's game. no sentient family-sized bag of Doritos walking around? <laughs> that they have, yes. <laughs> uh, so, no, um, The Last Campfire is a 2020 puzzle game from Hello Games. You uh, follow the character named Ember as you venture through a world where you solve puzzles let me read you the description i have a request can you read it in the narrator's voice please oh that's a hard i can't tell if it's a scottish accent or a german Mm -hmm. accent scandinavian maybe ah didn't sound scandinavian oh sam what is the the type of accent that we are seeing here i don't know i've turned to david bowie help (laughs) oh no oh no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's definitely not David Bowie. It's not David Bowie. Uh, but yeah, you have to read it in the narrator's voice. Okay. Go. Discover a purpose. 
Okay, I'm not going to do it. All right. Uh, <laughs> you got two words in. I appreciate it. <laughs> Discover a purpose. The Last Campfire is an adventure, a story of a lost ember trapped in a puzzling place, searching for meaning and a way home. I, I, can, I can feel your eye rolls. <laughs> On a journey, travel deeper into the lands beyond the dark forest and overcome the adv- adversities before you. Uncover a world. Discover beautiful wilderness filled with lost folk, strange creatures, and mysterious ruins. It doesn't actually, this description doesn't actually tell you um, anything at all. Anything about the game itself. Yeah. Well, luckily, that's what, he, that's what we're here for. <laughs> that is what we're here for, exactly. So, Edwin, how would you describe The Last Campfire? I would describe The Last Campfire as, I mean, it's kind of like, um, many other games we've kind of played in this vein there's the map exploring kind of like the level exploring part where you're dropped into this uh yeah into a level you've got to find okay what switches do i pull here what uh what path can i take to move to the next place uh and then you also have sort of mini games um scattered around inside that Mm -hmm. um kind of reminded uh, yeah, it's um, kind of like it. it kind of reminded me of Lara Croft Go. In oh my god, I was going to say that. Yeah, yes. like the particular puzzle aspects. Like when you get to the puzzle aspects, but when you're not in a particular puzzle, um, it's kind of like an adventure game, right? Like where you have to find the key to open up a door to then go to the place and then talk to someone, right? Where is the key for the door? All done <laughs> through David Bowie. <laughs> all done through what I thought was uh, a pretty delightful narrative, right? So it's not like special voiceovers. It's not like a character's voice is one way. It's all done through. I mean, she sounds pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> by either a Scandinavian or German or uh, Scottish woman. Yeah. Right in with what accent do you think is happening? But I thought it was delightful. I, I thought it, it like added more to it rather than taking things away. And I was immediately drawn in by, um, you know, the voiceover, which is very nice and pleasant to listen to. Mm. So you get a slight narrative in the beginning. Uh, you are on a boat riding along with your buddies. Something distracts you and your boat verges off course. Whereas your buddies make it through a door, you're kind of lost and you go beyond like this river through the boat with a boat and um you're kind of in this like lost woodsy area and i think like you know to me what i took this as is like some sort of metaphor on where they are like it kind of has like this afterlife meaning it kind of has this like Mm. you know um maybe they are like ghosts or souls or you know people who are looking for something and then for some reason you are now an agent of finding um, like souls for people that you find along the way as you try to make your way back to uh, the place where like your friends went and went into this door. Um, so that's how I interpreted it. But I don't know how, how you, you took it, Edwin. Oh yeah, I just thought, uh, as I said, I was a, a large sentient bag of Fritos walking around. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. I mean, it does look like a delicious bag of munchies uh, walking around right. with. <laughs> yeah. Someone's been to Costco and got one of those giant family sizes. And you're like, nope, you know, you just eat that by yourself watching Netflix one night. <laughs> um, 
that does remind me i do have in the back of my brain this punchline that is in need of a joke okay vincent d'onofritos vincent d'onofritos yeah <laughs> see that see, it's a good punchline but i don't know what the joke is if you know what the joke is if uh, then also send that to us at seven days to play on twitter yeah seven days to munch right what is what is kingpin's favorite snack anyway no. <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was fine <laughs> like it's uh i didn't really get swept up i thought the narration was a little distracting because as we can tell, we couldn't really tell, I couldn't place the accent or who was speaking. Do we think it was Embar speaking or do we think it was just a omniscient narrator? Yeah, uh, I felt it was like some, around? you know, some storyteller, right? Yeah. Talking, telling uh, someone about a story. Yeah. Um, it sort of feels like a similar vibe to Children of the Light. Mm. Uh, like a mysterious. Kind of, sort of, yeah. At the real place. Scary. Yeah. Not yeah. really scary. Although you do see skeletons of your uh, friends who had previously perished. So. Yeah, so the leveling and then like the map system is a little weird, meaning like it's not like a, a, a gridded map in any way, you know, like quite the opposite of something like Two Dots where it's like, okay, here's level one, click on it and you mm. start. It's yep. more like just an open area, right? Think of uh, something like a, a, a Mario world, like a 3D Mario world, right? And you kind of have to like make your way up a cliff or something that opens up a door. And then you find like the bones of like the remains of a lost person, right? Um, kind of like hunched over. And then when you sort of tap on that person, then you kind of get a little bit of backstory into like what that person was trying to do. And then it goes into like this puzzle uh, for that person. And each puzzle is like completely different. One has to do with like pushing blocks. Another one has to do like rotating columns, right? Uh, and I think there's a lot more variety. It's like it's not like one system of things to do. So it's not like constantly trying to solve like a Sudoku puzzle or something like that. Um, and in that sense, it does feel like kind of like a puzzle adventure game where you know you're mm. you're asking questions, yep. you're talking to people, solving puzzles, mm. and that kind of stuff. Speaking of asking questions. Not to lead the jury, but did you find it obvious how to ask a question? If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in the interactive scenes. I think, yeah. I mean, I think it, it kind of left like three choices or like three bubbles, right? Whenever you talk to a person. But that I mm-hmm. felt okay about. Well, as the game weenie of the of the show yeah i actually got stuck and of course bear in mind this is the same person that, that got stuck in the elevator of firewatch last firewatch <laughs> yes not overwatch that's a different type of watching uh but you first well you encounter this ghost uh a few a few minutes in maybe 10 12 minutes in uh and suddenly you are presented with this um this ui and you ask where where am i but that is the only choice you can make and it is really not obvious that to progress you actually have to tap inside this sort of hazy bubble whereas before you could just progress and you know mm. you could tap and you move forward uh, but now suddenly there's this sort of slightly gray button that doesn't even look like a button that oh actually the game isn't just stuck here you have to tap on this option here right to progress the game and i may have lost maybe a few minutes trying to figure out how to get past this <laughs> yeah and it's not they weren't like clear bubbles right they're just sort of 
arbitrary words like you... floating in front of a character. <laughs> and the first time character. you encounter it is just one option. Yeah, that's So true. it's not even clear that it's like multiples. Like, oh, like I think if you had a couple of choices, that would have been, okay, okay, now I need to decide. But because it just also kind of looks like the previous narration, mm. which is kind of automatic and pushes forward, suddenly I thought, oh, wait, is this a glitch? Am I stuck in a loop? Can I not move forward? Have Hello Games not done their job properly and, and now uh, forever stuck in looking down upon this ghost? Yeah. Um, so yes, kind of embarrassing, but um, I'm also going to blame the UI slightly confusing that to progress here, you need to tap inside this slightly shaded area. I totally agree. <laughs> so yeah. I think um, the touch, I've had a lot of interface uh, issues with the touch in general, like moving the character around by touching it seemed overly responsive, meaning like I kind of want to lead the, lead the character rather than just like tapping on an area and the character immediately runs over there. Like I, fa- I found that to be really problematic, especially because like if you just tap on the screen when you're carrying an object, it puts the thing down versus if you tap on another location on the screen the character will go there, mm. right? So right. there's just a lot of issues with it being converted to mobile. I do feel like this game being available on like Switch and you know other consoles, they probably weren't really thinking or focusing on the, the touch interface as much. But yeah, I, I've had some issues with the, with the touch, touch controls. How far did you get? Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's going to be embarrassing. Do you want to reveal how embarrassingly what embarrassing time or length of time I spent playing this game or maybe where I got to in the map. Hang on. Mm, I think it's hard to determine where we are on the map because it I, yeah. all kind of like blends together. Um, but maybe a good thing would be how much time we spent in the game. <laughs> well, okay. First, let me say that I got as far as the ghost, uh, which I think is f- forest number one. Okay. Maybe, uh, because I got, because <laughs> I got stuck at that point, <laughs> and I thought the game was glitchy, uh, and I wasn't really into it. Um, but I think total time spent was maybe fifteen minutes. Okay, <laughs> I think that's the shame of a professional game reviewer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm slightly longer. I got an hour and a minute. Oh, in. nice. Okay, but uh, yeah, my uh, days, my number of days, might surprise you. Oh, wait mm. and listen. Shocking. Um, <laughs> so let's get on to the three by threes. Edwin, three things okay. good and three bags of Fritos. Or would the Fritos <laughs> be the good ones? Three bags of Doritos and three bags of Fritos. Uh, favorite Dorito flavor, go. Nacho cheese. Mm, that's true. People say Cool Just, Ranch, but... I was going to say Cool Ranch. But I mean, like, if you're going to have it a lot of times, I think you get bored of the Cool Ranch a lot quicker. Mm. Oh, especially if it's a family size bag from Costco. Exactly. You got it. Uh, Nacho cheese is the good old reliable. Does, does hot do hot Doritos exist here? I feel like in the UK there was like a flaming hot Dorito, was it? Mm, I think those are rare. I don't know if that's regularly available here. They did have a 3D Doritos, which I loved for a time in the in the mm. knots or like possibly in the 90s but those were delicious and i miss yeah, them so I have much a feeling flaming hot doritos they're pretty good anyway great this is great insight into the world of games get me a 3d dorito and a sprite remix and i'm back in the knots <laughs>
Okay, first good point. It, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, the artwork and the whole presentation is uh, just really, really quite stunning. Yep. They've done a great job with the the whole the whole look of it is um, premium, premium touch. A plus. A, 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 A. A's and A's. <laughs> is that a David Attenborough? <laughs> <laughs> the last Amber walks through <laughs> the forest. So gently. I can't do David Attenborough. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say production is absolutely top notch. It is one of those like Apple Arcade showcase games, right? Um, it's, mm. you know, approachable or it seems approachable. Totally high quality. Production is through the roof. Um, I can see why this is an Apple Arcade showcased game. Yeah, agreed. Uh, character design as well uh, is very cute. I know we be making fun of uh, their bag of Doritos, but actually, they, I mean, the way they move is delightful. The way that they got little skeletons inside. Um, yeah, it's uh, very charming. Yeah, all the animation and all that stuff is done really well. Um, I actually like the voice acting as well. I thought I thought it was a, a nice touch. Um, but my second point is that the puzzles are all really well thought out. Mm. Um, that initial puzzle is strangely difficult. Uh, the one where you have to like roll the, oh, the staircase. Yeah. Like roll the little circular pillar things, uh, with like Mm. the system of lifts to get the, get the statue across. That was strangely difficult. I feel like if you didn't get it the first time, it would have taken you a really long time for you to actually get it. But all the puzzles after that were more consistently leveled out. But yeah, uh, I was just surprised at the variety and like the production that went into each puzzle thinking like these aren't just, you know, run of the mill puzzles, but these are actually well thought out, well designed, beautifully implemented. Third good point. <laughs> I mean, if you're not a grumpy curmudgeon like me, uh, I think you'll enjoy, you would like these puzzle, the puzzle presentation of this adventure game. That's what I got. <laughs> okay. Let's get on to the three bad points, the three Fritos. Uh, for me, how hot did this make your phone, Edwin? From a scale of one to... <laughs> is this Fahrenheit? <laughs> <Celsius>? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a graphically intensive game that will require your processes you need one of those new nvidia graphics cards in your <laughs> iphone <laughs> just connect it up uh yeah it's- maybe a cheery man would talk about them from his kitchen um but yeah yes this does require a lot of juice or that iphone juice yeah i feel like it's not as big as some other games that are out there in terms of like storage wise right so it is only like a gig which thankfully i was able to then put it on my phone but yeah, it ran my phone super hot, even on like the startup, which I found very surprising. Um, but yeah, I'd say get ready. It's going to be a hot one. <laughs> As they said in the radio on the old timey days in movies. Get ready. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a hot one in the city. Uh, okay. My bad point is I am a old grumpy curmudgeon and I kind of bounced off the set up for this uh, and the whole aspect of playing and I'm just kind of mildly annoyed at trying to find my way through these mm. uh, these levels. I perhaps was not imbued with the spirit of exploration that I should have. Uh, again, caveat, I am a grumpy old grump, um, but 
it did not stick for me. Yeah. Uh, there's something about the touch controls that really um, I had a lot of problems with. I think I, I tried to fight as much as I tried to stick with it as long as possible. But there were some puzzles where you had to open up your inventory uh, by tapping on the little icon for the bag on the upper right-hand corner. And then there's like a settings button on the upper left-hand corner. That was near impossible for me to get just right. Like, I don't know what it is about those buttons, but yeah, tell me if you can do them right now. Like, (laughs) start the game (laughs) and just try opening the inventory or like try going to the settings. It's, I feel like the mark of actually tapping on them is somehow oddly off and that my character would just like then walk to that direction rather than me opening them oh interesting but Mm, yeah some of the puzzles had you know you got a couple of items and you had to like take it out of your inventory and actually show it to people or something like that those i just had the dickens of an issue with (laughs) david ashmore would say (laughs) final seven day rating let me see i had more bad points Um, uh, yeah, I got to a point in the game where it was really difficult for me to figure out what the next steps were. Um, Mm -hmm. it either involved me going back and talking to every single person again, or trying to discover every single at, you know, like, did I make sure to do this thing? Did I make sure to do this thing? And I felt like there wasn't a good in-game way for me to figure that out or give me a hint to do that. So I felt like that was a little bit frustrating uh, especially when I wanted to dig deeper into this game. Uh, I didn't want to look up a wiki or I didn't want to look up YouTube videos on how to solve this problem. Uh, so I don't know. That was the the end of it for me, like this dead end uh, without giving clear hints or like a better hint as to like how to proceed forward with the game. So that is where I stopped. Which leads us to... Oh, dun, dun, dun. Final seven day rating, Edwin. Yes, final seven day rating for me uh, was a three... Uh, it was a beautiful, it was, you know, thoughtful uh, to a point, um, but I couldn't really make the leap into caring about the journey. Yeah, there was a four day for me. I think each day I was able to get like one puzzle in, um, but on like the third day, I stuck this, I went to this dead end where I can't figure out like what to do next, talk to everyone. And then the next day I tried it again, couldn't figure it out. So I don't know. Uh, that's where yeah. I kind of stopped and and then I decided if I'm going to play this I probably want to play it on a console or something like that rather than uh, yeah. you know on the phone yeah yeah I think that makes sense yeah I wonder kind of what the future is for sort of like these premium AAA games on a phone right just because like the reality is you are playing this on a tiny screen it's you know touch controls are great in some circumstances but if you're for some of the gameplay can be tricky mm. um i don't know yeah i do want to check out more of this game but I, I i can guarantee you that it's not going to be on uh the phone for me yeah time to search youtube for walkthroughs <laughs> <laughs> so that was the last campfire edwin now it is upon you to select the mm-hmm. next game for the next seven days <laughs> that is correct Sam, I hope you have a. <laughs> no, I don't know how. I don't know how to tee this up. Mm. But Sam, we're just going to jump straight into it. Sam, you have seven days to play Pokemon Cafe Mix. Okay, I didn't realize it was available on uh, the phone. Will Bulbasaur be able to uh, steam milk? <laughs> 
That sounds oddly Kim, Kim offensive. Squirtle pull an espresso. Oh boy, Find that out. sounds even more offensive. <laughs> Give me some of that Squirtle coffee. <laughs> uh, it seems like it's a cross between a puzzle game and a kind of a cafe uh leveling up kind of game hmm. interesting see we'll i see. saw this for the nintendo switch mm-hmm. but i didn't play on a nintendo <laughs> switch because it was all touch mm. and i was like all touch all the time baby why would i play this on a switch when the controllers are right there available uh i'm not gonna touch the screen on my switch unless i have to <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm glad it's on the uh, i'm glad it's on ios uh i'm excited for this Okay. Let's read the... Go good. The tagline is not good. It just says, the Pokemon company. Wait, hold on. That can't be it. Yeah, that's the tagline. Pokemon Cafe <laughs> makes the Pokemon company. <laughs> Cafe mix? I'm intrigued as to what the mix part is, mm. but I guess we'll find out. We will figure it out. Before we go, we have things of the week. Yes, we do. My thing of the week this week is a little game from a game company called Supergiant, called, I think it's Supergiant, called Hades. Oh, Hades. Hades. Uh, Hades nuts. Oh, no. Hades. Denof- I'm very tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a new, it's this latest game from Supergiant Games where you play as uh, one of, you know, one of those like little side characters in the Greek mythology. You are in the underworld trying to get out of the underworld, and this is a roguelite. <laughs> See two episodes ago for deep explanations of roguelike and roguelite. Exactly. This is a roguelike uh, wait, did I say roguelite or like, this is a roguelike? Oh, oh, I thought you said light. Okay. All right. I think I might have. I'm confused myself. Uh, but yeah, you are a character making your way. It kind of reminds me of Dead Cells in a way that, you know, you, you get upgrades and weapons and all these things, but it's just really nicely stylized and just an absolutely gorgeous game. I'm playing it mm-hmm. on the Switch, but it's also available for computers and consoles <laughs> computers up and down the country <laughs> but that is what i'm playing and that is what i'm enjoying um the voice acting is great the design is great it has like this really nice unique art style that's very cool if you get a chance to watch a video of it i'd highly recommend it because it's pretty badass edwin what is your thing of the week i know you love a food-based pick mm-hmm. well i'm back because right now I have a simple cinnamon coffee cake recipe for you Ooh. that I have made. Turns out coffee cake doesn't have coffee in it. It is merely meant to be consumed with a coffee. Oh, interesting. Which was confusing f- for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I put a link in the show notes. Uh, it's from the Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness, simple cinnamon coffee cake. <laughs> Yum. Um, this is a pretty easy I had all the ingredients without any preparation. They were already in the uh, in the larder. Mm. larder. Do Americans say larder? No, they say cupboard. No, not mm, right. That is the correct term. Although um, in the American version of the book, they do say that Harry Potter is in the larder below the stairs. Oh, interesting. That's not true. I'm lying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, who who the hell knows what that J.K. Rowling is doing these days? Oh my god. <laughs> 
yeah, the recipe is great. Uh, if you have a KitchenAid or desk or a stand, a stand mixer, mm-hmm. this will make it a lot easier. I did not, so I got quite the workout. Um, you got that buff right arm. But, <laughs> right. Uh, left arm is a noodle. Uh, but, <laughs> I came together pretty quick. Uh, it is just a fun, maybe Friday, Saturday afternoon baking, uh, and it is very delicious. Mm. Uh, I think it is a little bit on the dry side, so just watch the cook time because the baking time is around 35 minutes. Gotcha. Uh, I think it could work well with uh, some, maybe some jam or fruit in the middle because mm. what's quite nice about it, it has like a, it makes a, you say you make this cinnamon sugar, right. but half of it in the middle as you're pouring in the batter. So you pour half the batter, pour over cinnamon sugar, pour over the rest of the batter, and then you put the rest of the sugar on top so you get this sort of layered uh, effect. Oh, uh, which is nice. quite delicious. Yeah. But I think you could maybe, maybe you put more sugar in the middle uh, and then maybe some, like a crumble on top or put some jam, maybe like an apple butter or something in there. That might that be keep good. Keep going with the cinnamon things. Yeah. Anyway, it's very delicious and I've been eating a lot of it because it actually makes quite a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> so, all yeah. of your recipes make a lot. Like um, the last <laughs> recipe that you shared with me, uh, Roberto, uh, mm-hmm. that recipe, it says for two, <laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> make servings for two. Yeah, for two, Here's like, one eight pound times. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, but with fall and winter around the corner, I think Roberto season is once oh, again upon us. Roberto season is back in the, back in the mix in the, in the Sam household. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've not made it for a while because it's not a summer dish. It's I not a summer for dish, me. for sure. No, no. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely check out this uh, coffee cake, which contains no coffee, but good with coffee, <laughs> which I believe. I'll have to my do my best cake. Paul Hollywood impersonation as I make this. Ooh, new season back. Check it out. <laughs> I'm looking forward. Is this, the, is this the season where they make cakes that look like people? I mean, it was funny you talk about <laughs> David Attenborough because there is a David Attenborough cake <laughs> in, the, in, the, uh, in the Showstopper Challenge of episode one. Yes. Once oh, again, uh, we come if you're full not. circle with David yeah. Attenborough. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the Great British Baking Show. Mm. Uh, if you're in the US, Great British Bake Off in the UK. Uh, available on Netflix in the US, Channel 4 in the UK. Yeah, good old but Channel yes, 4. I think they are being simul- simultaneously released. Simulcasted. Uh, simulcast. That was kind of a word I was reaching for. Uh, so that's good because we can now watch together. Mm. No spoilers. Have some bake But I'm sad that Sandy Toxvig has left. I know. Because oh. she is the best. The best. Well, anyway. here we go. Next seven days, yep. we have the ca- Pokemon the work. Cafe mix. Get them to work in the cafe. Yeah. With the Bulbasaurs and the Charmanders and the Squirtles. So many. That's right. So many Pokemon. I do hope that maybe Detective Pikachu character makes a return mm. with their love of coffee. Mm. That could be a good tie-in. Oh, I didn't mention... Uh, Quite a remarkable thing of the week for us. Hasn't been a thing of the week, hasn't been more of a thing of the month, but I didn't mention it, but we got a chinchilla. Speaking of Pikachus. <laughs> that love coffee. Does it love coffee? Does not love tried? coffee, maybe. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. But we have a little this rodent. This is huge news. Yeah, oh my gosh, we have yeah. a little rodent. Um, I'll tell you, I'll save this story for how we got mm. it another time. But that was going to be my next question. It's, yeah, it's, we're over time. It's an adorable little pet that we now cherish and love and part of the E family. And please reveal its name live on air. It is Marshmallow Yogurt Chincho. 
And that's our show. Sam, you have seven days to play Pokemon Cafe Mix. Pokemon Cafe Mix. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at seven days to play. Find us on Spotify by searching. That's right. Seven days to play. Seven days to play. Seven days to play. Seven days to play.